The Ortho PAC, hosted by Sam Dyer. Welcome to the Ortho PAC, where we discuss up-to-date orthopedic topics for the busy clinician. I invite you to sit back and relax as I attempt to fill in the gaps between education, current events, and real-world practice. Happy Holidays from the PAOS and the Ortho PAC. The PAOS 2020 Practice and Salary Survey will be available today, and members can access the data at paos.org. Kevin Wharton, President of Wharton Research, has done the PAOS Annual Practice and Salary Survey for the last few years. I wanted to have him on to discuss the results of 2020. Kevin, thanks for being here. Well, thank you for having me. Can you tell us about yourself and your background? Oh, sure. Um, Let's see, I started out life as a labor economist uh, a little over 30 years ago, worked on a PhD in uh, economics, and I worked for the federal government for a little bit, then I went over to associations to serve as a research director, and then after about 15 years of that, I moved over to become a consultant. So I've been doing this for just about 16 years now, and I've worked with maybe 350, 400 uh, associations uh, during that period of time. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Well, great. We're glad to have you here, and thank you so much for your company's uh, work on our service. Survey. What are some highlights from this year's survey? Things like how many respondents, uh, different regions, that kind of stuff. Sure. Um, let's see. This year we had uh, 1,330 uh, participants. Uh, usually I look at this in terms of response rates. And, you know, 37% of the members we contacted participated. And it was 22% response overall because, of course, non-members are usually uh, less responsive. Um, but this was a little bit down from last year. But, of course, this being the COVID year, um, you know, you never know quite what to expect. Um, but just a little bit of practice profile. Um, 68% of uh, people who answered were in some form of private practice, while 29% were in hospitals. These figures are very consistent over the years. Uh, We'd be surprised, frankly, if they changed too, too much. Um, But in terms of location, um, about a quarter of them each are in the north central or the southeast. We have considerably fewer, uh, particularly out where I am, in the southwest and the northwest. But then beyond that, uh, we also look at the size, for example, uh, you know, of the um, organizations or really the individuals. Uh, just a few tidbits there. Um, one figure, for example, the total billing charges for the year uh, was a mean of $1.28 million. Uh, collections were a mean of just under 500000 And so here we see some big fluctuations because, uh, you know, when we analyze the results, you know, sometimes people report very, you know, high figures. Others report much more moderate. And so that's some of the fun or the challenging part of trying to, you know, link this back to compensation, for example, because, you know, folks do uh, practice in, in very different areas. Um, just a few other things that might be of interest just to sort of give you a, a sense as to what the highlights are. This is a, a pay survey, so of course, uh, if we report that out here, uh, if we look at the um, annual base salary, that's uh, this year was a mean of 122000 and their total compensation, including all sources of uh, income, was 137000 So, you know, little head math, about $15,000 is coming in from, uh, you know, non-salary. And what we found in a little bit more detail there, naturally bonuses were an important part of that. Uh, We found that uh, this year just over 60% said that they got one. The mean was about $15,700. And what they find generally is that, you know, it's either offered uh, annually by about 55% or quarterly is pretty common too, about 30% report that. 
and of course other forms of compensation, which we go into detail in the report, uh, you know, include, uh, you know, on call, uh, and of course also after hours urgent care. And so we always break those out to give folks a sense for not only, you know, how much pay is, but also what that pay depends on as well. So those are a few of the, the big highlights, I think, that might be worthy of sharing here. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's such a great product. Uh, I really want our members and non-members to be aware. It's really a a good check to see where you are, uh, how you practice, how you get paid. And it's reported by your colleagues from across the nation. You can break it down into regions and the states. It's a really good product for you to have, uh, especially when it comes to negotiating your contracts. But are there any trends? I know when uh, we talked about starting this uh, several years ago. You said as we get more data, we'll be able to see more trends. Sure. I, was, I would say that's a tough question to answer this year particularly um, because, of course, you know, with response being down a little bit, uh, still statistically significant, of course, you know, but the profile of who participates year to year might drive some of this change. It, even though a lot of the figures I just shared are very, very similar to the past year, what we don't know for sure is how much of that is signal versus noise. So I always try to use that as a caveat for the specific year-to-year comparisons um, because, of course, the ideal would be to find out what some someone who answers the survey this year was paid last year and then to compare it. But if we look at it from a high level, um, the most important things I think I can share with you uh, are what are the changes in the median, uh, mean and median annual salary uh, and in their bonuses. And we find, interestingly enough, uh, annual salaries went up uh, 2.4% uh, you know, on average. Uh, bonuses went up 2.5% almost identical changes, you know, for those two figures. We did find that bonuses were down a little bit this year, uh, down about $1,000 on average, you know. Uh, Not too surprising uh, given how, you know, practices had changed. And and in a lot of the detail that we, um, you know, looked at, we were asking what kind of effect COVID had. And so what we found is that about 45% of people said that COVID had some effect on both their compensation, uh, you know, and on their bonuses. And so that's the other thing that makes the comparisons a little bit more difficult this year, but also important to sort of share those nuances as well, I think. And then also one other thing that was interesting to me looking at the profile, you know, the staffing of, uh, you know, the people work in in their practices or their hospitals, we found that the number of PAs actually declined on average, while at the same time, the number of physicians in their practice actually increased. And so I think what we're seeing are also in response to COVID or maybe some other big meta trends, we're also seeing some differences just in terms of uh, you know, sort of the work uh, environment, uh, the workloads are changing a little bit. Uh, we're finding that uh, they were down a little bit because of COVID, but in a normal year would probably be steadily increasing. So those are a few of the highlights I think that would be worthy of sharing with that important caveat. Did we have any new questions for 2020? I know last year we had talked about gender inequality and we, we looked at some of that. Anything different for 2020? questions here were just uh, really about uh, COVID's effect on things, you know, Uh, and here, of course, uh, we also um, adjusted the sort of time frame with which people were answering for COVID saying, you know, look, please, you know, try to adjust for it. And so there was the most important um, change that we made this year was simply to make sure that we found out, as noted before, about 45% indicated that there were some differences in both their bonuses and compensation, because we really just wanted to make sure that we uh, maintain some data quality and, of course, openly acknowledge that, hey, this was a very unusual time. So those were really the key questions that we added um, for 2020, and I hope that we won't have to include them next year, but we'll see. This content is so beneficial for our members. How can people use this information? 
Um, what we find here is that, you know, the most obvious is, of course, evaluating one's own pay and working conditions. Uh, you know, this might not be necessary for someone to negotiate their own raise or to find a new practice, but there's a lot of, um, you know, sort of open-ended questions that we ask in this survey, which remind me just why this is so critical. Um, to be honest with you, a lot of the comments suggest that, uh, for example, when we ask about frequency or basis of bonus, uh, how they're paid for, you know, after hours, uh, you know, urgent care clinics and things like that, a lot of this stuff actually seems pretty ad hoc. It's um, it's a discretionary, um, you know, sometimes it's negotiated, it comes up when it comes up, and we think that providing data here actually helps people make this a little bit more methodical, a little bit more empirical. It's very different to come in and say, hey, I'd really like a raise because I haven't gotten one in a year and a half, but then to say that and to also say, you know, the average increases for, for folks who do what I do was 2.5% last year. It really kind of puts that, that um, tough-to-have conversation, I think, in a very different light when you have some facts on your side. And so we think that that's important. And in turn, I also think that it's uh, by getting into the nuances, especially for, uh, you know, just the sheer variety in terms of how people are paid, for example, for their after-hour uh, clinic work, you know, those are cases, too, where sometimes there's a little bit of creativity that could come into it. Uh, many people might report only being paid per weekend day. Others might report with an hourly call. And so we try to document that for everyone, too, to give them a few more ideas on how to, you know, sort of make sure that they're fairly paid for, you know, admittedly smaller aspects of their practice, which still affect the total that they take home. Awesome. Kevin, thank you so much for all of your input today. I look forward to seeing the actual data. Um, any other thoughts for our listeners? Uh, no, we're just grateful that people have been taking the time to uh, answer the survey. We always appreciate that level of interest. Uh, and again, it's just uh, you know something where it can't succeed without uh, you know all the members and those non-members who choose to answer uh, to share their data with us. I know sometimes uh, in this world it's kind of hard to uh, you know have a trusting relationship with uh, someone who's anonymously asking you how much you make. But uh, we're always appreciative for the minor miracle that uh, you know so many people actually do share and of course benefit from receiving the report back. Right. Kevin Wharton. Kevin Wharton is the president of Wharton Research and has been with us today to give us a brief summary of our upcoming practice and salary report. Kevin, thanks a lot. Appreciate your time. Thank you for having me. Take care. Thank you for joining the OrthoPAC podcast. The 2020 practice and salary survey report is part of your paid membership fee. Non-members may purchase this survey for $350.